Hello, back to the Mr. Arsenal podcast for our match review from obviously Arsenal versus Leicester yesterday. Arsenal 1-2-0. Back in the top four. One final down, 12 to go, guys. And I'm getting concerned for myself because I'm starting to believe. <laughs> but as you can see, I'm joined by Andrew and Steve, guys. How are you doing? And now, did you enjoy the game yesterday? Yeah, yeah. it was great, yeah. Yeah, it's almost becoming a bit repetitive now, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit boring now, to be honest. Yeah, no. <laughs> Talk about Chelsea scoring in the last minute against Newcastle. That's probably pissed me off more than anything else, I think. <laughs> Which is so predictable. Just like win after win after win after win. Just gets boring, doesn't it? You know, boring, boring Arsenal. You know, winning all the time. <laughs> but anyway, great to see you both again. Thanks for having me yeah, on again. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, yeah, it's obviously with Steve. What was, what was, your, what did you take away from that game yesterday? I mean, apart from 15, I think we should be done for minutes, um, solid, weren't we? I think we should be done for theft again. Odegaard for thirty million. <laughs> That's a bit harsh yesterday, actually. Good you know, I mean, um, he's just getting better and better, isn't he, Odegaard? I mean, his his creativity is just well, you know, it's just on another level at the moment, isn't it? And um, <clears throat> you know, Lacazette's. Do, does again what he did. He's just holding up the ball so well, isn't he? I mean, he's and he got a penalty, which is you know scored a penalty, so he's back on the score sheet as well. So mm. it's all good. Ramsdale pulls off another world class save, clean sheet. You know, party come to the party, scored and hit the post again. You know, it's Martinelli looked like a you know fantastic player again. You know what else can I say? Really, it just it's all clicked. Yeah, certainly did. Yeah, I mean it's it's just a wonderful watch, isn't it? It's, I mean we had um, I don't I just couldn't believe the the stat at the end when it said that you know they'd beaten us on you know a possession during the game. So, yeah, hey, what? What do they? I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no, not at all. I just thought we bossed the game. That's what I mean. It's just. Yeah. I mean, they had that spell 15, 20 minutes at the end of the first half where they put us under the cosh, which, you know, got to be expected because despite their league position, they're still a good side. Um, So they're bound to have had a a spell in the game, which they did, but we're so resilient now. Um, We didn't look like ever conceding as far as I was concerned against them. I thought we... They had a couple of moments, like you said, that was that Ramsdale save. But apart from that, we just bossed the game. And it's just wonderful to watch us with the flowing, exciting football still again. You know, game after game now, it's just a pattern whereby when we attack, we attack with pace, with purpose, with numbers. You know, quite regularly you saw us break away and there was like four or five players sprinting down the pitch ready to take the ball and... um Erdegaard, like you said, just you know, run out of words to describe him. Really, he's just just an absolutely wonderful player to watch. He's just getting better and better and better. Some of the balls he plays are just dis- these disguised passes where he's facing one way, and you know, he just like if you look at the clock face, like the eight o'clock, it just like ping a pass, like or ping a pass straight through the eye of a needle at pace and. The, the players around him, like we discussed last week, they're, just, they're reading these passes now mm. and the flow keeps moving. Uh, the move keeps flowing rather. Get my words out properly in the right order. I think um, and, 
And Ryan's gone. I think we, we, we've said before, maybe, we, we went through a couple of years where we were so slow when we got the ball and we were going forward, weren't we? It's mm. almost like we were looking to pass the ball backwards or sideways. And Whereas now when we get the ball, we're just bombing forward again, aren't we? It's like the old days, really. Yeah, yeah, very much so. It's it's just, uh, you know, like I said, I was just running out of ways to describe how wonderful it is to watch Martin <laughs> Odegaard and Partey. And, you know, and obviously in the wide plays in Saka and Martinelli, mm. they're so dangerous. And Lacazette just keeps on producing these performances now, mm. time after time. He's not letting up, is he? The only concern I've got is whether he's going to be able to manage three games in six days. Um, but even if he, you know, we get a good 70 minutes out of him, we've got some players to come on, like Pepe, and obviously Eddie's doing all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, when he comes on, he's, he's putting a shift in. But um, it, it's just exciting to watch Arsenal again, isn't it? Every single game, we're just producing more sort of... Because I remember not too long ago, we, we could barely put together like one for good 45 minutes per game. Yeah. And we're, we're moaning about that. It wasn't that long ago. Mm-hmm. But now, now our performance levels are high for the whole 90 minutes. And although, like I said, that Leicester had that little spell at the end of the first half, they, they, you know, we, we didn't look threatened. And you know, you, unless you're like prime Man City who are on top form in a game, you, you're not going to boss the game for ninety minutes completely in the Premier League. The other team are always going to have spells where they're going to sort of start to have a bit of possession. So you've got to expect that, and against especially against a good team like Leicester, like despite their league position, they're still a threatening side with some good players. Mm. Mm. So um, I just thought we kept them at arm's length, you know, like the the older brother with the younger brother, you know, where he's got his holding his head and the younger brother's flailing his arms around. You know, you're never under any threat, are you? Really, and that was what we we did with Leicester, I think, at the at the weekend. It was fantastic. Well, I think it's just all round. It's just. Um... Every every department, they're obviously playing. They obviously love playing together as well. There's a smile on their face, isn't there? And the energy at the end is just as strong as the energy at the beginning. I mean, they're playing mm. the whole ninety minutes, aren't they? Mm. And um, you know, with a couple of better, maybe final balls when we were breaking or picking out a different player to the one we picked out, you know, we could have scored two or three more easily. I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We, we all know that we're missing that one key striker up front who can, you know, scores a, a lot of goals. We're not going to keep going down that road again because, like I say, Lacazette's doing us proud at the moment. At least I was very pleased he got his goal. Well, no, yeah. He well, was waiting for any, is it? Really? He's not no. really getting himself into the position to get on the end of... No, he's not playing that role, is he, for the he? team? No. But, I mean, to be fair to him, so that, that penalty was under a lot of pressure because... You will know how long it took for that VAR decision. He was waiting to take that penalty. Like they said on, on Match of the Day 2, I think they mentioned it, uh, that I watched um, earlier on. They said that he was ha- waiting to take that penalty for, for several minutes. Mm. And the way that he took it, calmness personified, really. I mean, that was under a lot of pressure. And he, the goalkeeper went the right way. I mean, he, the goalkeeper did really well. He was off his line. He don't know what he's moaning about, that bloody... <laughs> guy, because he was moaning about Lacazette's penalty, but I'll tell you mm. what, he was about two yards off his line. And by, so mm. it, it made it even better, that penalty, because he went the right way, and he had to get it right in the top corner, didn't he? So, fair mm. play to him. Um, 
Yeah, he's yeah, a good Yeah, I mean, if he'd gone taker. 10 games, 9 games without scoring, you know, and he, he was stood up to take it. It would be very easy for him to say, oh, I'll give this one a miss, wouldn't it? Very easy. Yeah. But, you know, that was yeah. that was the key point of the game, 2-0. They were never going to come back from 2-0, were they? So, mm. um, yeah. yeah. But he's playing a different role. He's not playing as a traditional striker, getting on the end of stuff. He's not playing that role. So you no. can't really knock mm. him for not scoring goals because he's not actually getting himself into the position to score goals. He's, he's basically bringing other players into the game, isn't he? That's what he's prepared <laughs> to do. I mean, the reason I, I, I said, excuse me, <clears throat> the reason I said that earlier about Lacazette is, and then it's just the fact that we're not scored because you said about perhaps we could have scored three, you know, two or three more goals, which we could mm. have done. Mm. But we're still scoring, you know, two, two, you know, a couple of goals a game with without a technically without a striker, really, if you think about <laughs> mm. it. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, we're we're only going to get better after the summer when it all gets sorted out. It's going to be very exciting in the summer with regards to who we're going to bring in and so on and so forth. But mm. I can see this this team when we do get that acquisition of a one or two more strikers. I mean, it's going to be frightening, isn't it? I mean, we probably will have games reg- on a regular basis where we are getting four or five goals every game because. The way that we're attacking now with this, this fluid, fluidity with the younger players, it's only going to get better as each season progresses. Mm. And as we sort of add more players to that in the transfer windows, it's just going to get more exciting. As, as long as you bring in the right type of player with the right type of hunger, the right type of mentality, who's going to fit in with this uh, this group of lads in the in the changing room? That's I think that's so important now. Well, I think isn't they've it? Um, the character. They've probably- they probably already earmarked the players they want, haven't they? I think I've said before that they know who they want, you know, and we're going to go through this season. We didn't go for anybody in January, really, because they, they've got the players they want that are going to fit into the system. And um, we're already seeing improvements. Game after game, we're seeing improvements, aren't we? It's not as if, mm. you know, if you look back, you know, first three games, total disarray, bottom of the league, it couldn't be couldn't be worse, could it? No. no, well, we know we're going to get Haaland anyway. It's just, it's just who, who else is going to bring in a little bit. You know, I can't resist it, it's winding everyone up, but yeah, it's, it's just who we bring in alongside him. That's the main thing, you know. It's almost as guaranteed as get Jack again, the yellow card, isn't it? Andrew mentioned, oh, yeah. Yeah, people taking bets on it down bet three six five. Yeah, what minute but, is Andrew going to mention now? Uh, Harland this week, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, for me, I mean, you guys have mentioned it. I mean, in the guys in the chat, I mean, that was the easiest game we've played in a long time. We, we made it look easy, we were, we were in control, mm. and the only time we sort of looked. Off, not off the pace. I won't say even off the pace. It's just like we've dropped a couple of yards back for 50, the last 50 minutes of the first half and let Leicester have a bit of the ball. It's, and I was saying in the st- my stream last night, I was like, looking back and I'm thinking, they must have felt sorry for Leicester for, for, for that track. It must have been like, at one point, thinking this is too, e- this is too easy. This is this is not what Leicester, we're, we're, we're sort of used to of Leicester. So sort of, there you go, Leicester, have to ball, see what you can do with it, see if we make a game of it. Half time came along and we just second half again up the level what the first half was the start of the first half anyway and we, again three points clean sheet didn't look at any point even when they had that 15, that 15 minute spell Leicester like they're going to score like we're going to concede and I can't I can't believe 
the difference in Thomas uh, Thomas Partey and his performances since the Everton game, where he did an infamous interview where he's like, I oh, know I'm not performing, I'm, hmm. I'm not even casting myself as a 4 out of 10 at the moment since I've arrived. And he got, he got a bit of stick, because obviously that, after that game, we got, going into that game, we didn't lose, and then it still took a bit of time. Came, since he's come back from the AFCON, though, and after the, the, t- the two-minute spell against the second leg, with him and Granite working, playing alongside each other, it's now working. We're now seeing the parte we what we signed back in September last two years ago now. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And, and again, Odegaard's just a fucking steal. How the hell? Did it, I mean, was it 30, 35 mil for Odegaard? And I was gonna say we, we could get arrested, you know. Yeah, we could. <laughs> <laughs> through, you know? I think the I think the Madrid fans want us arrested. It's just a matter of what I was saying in your podcast last week, Andrew. Someone put a tweet out last week saying Odegaard is everything we wanted, is everything we wanted from Meza and more. Yeah, and I go for I go I also go so, so far to say he has the potential because he's what twenty three. 22, 23. Mm. They're all 23, he does have they? the potential just... to reach Dennis levels if he if he really wants to, if he really wants to stick it out here and sort he's of just like, got just a few more goals to his game, isn't he? Add a yeah. few more goals to his game. That's the only thing that's possibly missing at the moment. But yeah, you know, I think he will though. I honestly, I think will, genuinely yeah. think he will. I think he'll be a double figures goal scorer on a regular basis mm. moving forward. I mean, it's only. Well, he's got five, I think, at the moment, and we've still got thirteen or twelve or thirteen games left, haven't we? So there's potential there for him to get it this season. But I think moving forward, as he matures, he will be a, a at least a double figure goal scorer moving forward. He's got that ability. We all know that he's got that ability. So I don't think that's going to be an issue moving forward that he's going to score more goals and get mm. bags of assists. Mm. He, he's just going to. He's on. He's on the way. I don't, I, you know, I don't say this lightly, but he's on the way. I think in the next season or two to be the best player in the Premier League, one of the best mm. players in Europe. Mm. But mm. without question, he's got that much ability. Mm. And he, 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 really he could well play for Man City now, league. couldn't he? He's, he's he, he would not look out of place in no. Man City now. No, no, no. I mean, you know, he's got a good relationship with Saka. They're playing well together. They seem to be able to pick each other out quite easily, don't they? Mm. And that's a nice little combination there. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, but that's all money. When again, you know, fan base. Some of the fan base was saying we don't need him, we don't want him, blah blah blah. But you know, now you wouldn't sell him for anything, would you? No, no. He, he's literally got everything you want, and that's why I want him as a captain because not only does he lead by example with what he does on the pitch, he runs more than anyone else. Mm. Uh, he mm. he presses. He leads the press. But he's also obviously the most technically gifted player we've got. But he, he's also, I've said it loads of times, but he's guiding everyone on the pitch. He's pointing everywhere. He's want, he tells everyone what to do, when mm. to go, when to stop, where to throw the ball when we've got to throw in. Mm. He's, there at, he's there at every free kick, like standing there telling he everyone. The ball away, he? Very rarely does he get caught in possession that, of the ball. That's the other thing is that he is always the one everyone passes to, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Even if he's got like people around him, players are still happy to give him the ball because they know that he won't lose it. Mm. But he, he I, I, the work rate he puts in is just phenomenal. Well, he's still chasing down in the 90th minute, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. You know, he's still still pressing. 
Um, it's incredible, really, for that sort of money. You, if you just spend 90 million on him, you'd see it as a bargain, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you look at him now, and it is, if he's still playing for Real Madrid and he's playing like this, and if we had the chance to go for him in the summer, but the price was 85, 90 million pounds, you still want to go and buy him, wouldn't you? Mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's that good. So you wouldn't bat an eyelid, really. If we could have pulled, if we could pull off the the purchase in the summer at that sort of price, I think everyone would be throwing their hands up in the air and rejoicing because he's just that good. So, I mean, the fact that we got him for that price is just phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. It's easy to go and buy a striker for that sort of money. You know, nobody's ever heard of 30 million and he turns into a world-class striker. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it certainly <laughs> would. This, this right. is the thing nowadays. With, with, the, with the internet the way it is, you, there's, there's very, very, very few like, surprises out there anymore, isn't there? No. Yeah. Everyone knows about everything. and You, you can instantly go online get reams and reams of like videos on YouTube of this player, plus mm. all the stats ever since they were like 12 or yeah. something <laughs> listed there somewhere. So, but yeah, it'd be lovely to get like a hidden gem from somewhere. I I, I think I'll keep going back to um, as a second striker, not our you know prime main striker, but if we get, if we're going to get two, the second one, I, th- I still think that Ivan Tony would be a good one for that because mm-hmm. I think that he's still an underrated player. I mean, he's got what five five goals in his last couple of games now since he's come back from injury and illness. Yeah, and some of that assists as well. For exactly, yeah. So imagine what he's going to be like surrounded by Erdegaard and Saka and Martinelli and Pepe and all the all other players, Smith mm-hmm. Rowe, supplying him with all the ammo. I think he'd be a really good... He's almost like an under-the-radar type of player because he plays for Brentford. And you know what our fans are like? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of not all of our fans, a lot of the fans on on social media mainly mm-hmm. are, are snobbish still about buying mm-hmm. players like that from that sort of club. But you you can see what happens when you know. Look at Ramsdale. Look where we got him from. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, Vastman obviously didn't want to sign right. Ramsdale. You know, exactly. But yeah, Arteta knew what he wanted. He'd seen something in him that he wanted to bring into the side. You know, his passing is unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I know he gets the odd one, but. Nine times out of ten, he's picking out the man, isn't he, with his passing from anywhere, mm. left or right. Yeah. You know, commands the box. He pulls out the saves. What more do you want? You know? I mean, yeah. he's not looked back since yeah. he got into the side and Leno, you know, maybe unfortunate, got dropped. But he's not looked back, has he? Well, you no. said about um, the turning point being the Lacazette penalty. I think – and I also th- – Noticed that Russ mentioned it as well, and I, I totally agree. I think the the, the save by Ramsdale on the first oh, half, so. mm. that that was the turning point as well. Because if that mm. had gone gone in and we'd gone in at one all half time, that would have taken the, the sting out of the game for us, wouldn't it? And yeah, yeah. because they'd been on top at that point for for a while, um, they would have gone up with their tails up, wouldn't they? And gone into the yeah. tails and come out with, uh, with a different sort of attitude. So. That was a massive turning point, and what a great save again it was, you know, yeah. uh, against, against the team that he did pulled off that amazing save off against at uh, yeah. their place earlier. You even had Bren, Brendan Rodgers applauding it at one point, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, he was, he was like, like this. Wow. <laughs> he just turned around, like the camera's like, wow, exactly the same as the first game we had against them. They all were all celebrating, weren't they? And completely, yeah, 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 they must hate the night around though. <laughs> really it was in front of the Roddy Lester fans as well because it was going to go, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Uh, Steve in the chat as well. He's got a few comments there, but this is the first one. He says, notice after the Watford game, Arteta said we should have kept the ball, kept the ball mm. with 300,000 passes, and that's what we did literally this week. But again, that's again, it's, it's good to see that there's different systems of how we're playing our game. We're not just, it's not just one plan, one style of play, sort of, so to speak, and just that's it. There's no plan A, sort of plan B, C, D, or there's no different, there's a different system to the opponent that we're playing. Mm. And, and we changed it. always room for improvement of Arteta. He's never happy. But we're doing it the same team, aren't we? I always like point out the little flaws here and there. But we're picking the same players but playing a different system, aren't we? It's not as if we're yeah. changing half the side to play a different system. No. Just saying to the players, right, this week, we're going to do this. Well, next week, you know, against Liverpool, we'll probably see a different setup again. Mm. You know. Yeah, it, the, the great thing is, and uh, you know, I've, I've listened to a few podcasts today again, as I normally do, and um, there's some good points made in a few of them. And it it, it was changed at half time again that, that against Leicester because like, we had control of the game, but then they they made a, a couple of changes, a couple of tweaks to how they were playing, and they started to get more of the game, which they did towards the end of the first half, and we were. At that point, we were pinging, you know, Ramsdale was pinging the passes out wide to Saka and Martinelli. Mm. But um, when we came out the second half, Arteta was sort of managing from the sidelines, saying, telling Ramsdale to, to pass short, you know, to play out from the back. Mm. And uh, it really worked because we we got, gained control back of the, of the game, the ball, and we kept start keeping the ball. Like we're talking about, you know, that, that comment you just put on the screen about the 300,000 passes. Yeah. we That's what Arteta did at halftime. We gained control of the game again. And it's yeah. little things like that that are really giving me massive, you know, hope that... Well, not that I didn't have the I hope. An from, from of, um, he's, he's really mastering this management type, management I was just going to say, thing. it's not just the players improving week on week. I just think Arteta's getting better week on week. That's a great he, point, yeah. You know, yeah. he's learning more about what his players can and can't do, and he's getting systems. And he, they obviously understand more now of what he wants to do and what, what he's coaching. And you can see that on the pitch, can't you? You know, and he is now making better substitutions. He can change tactics during the game. And yeah. that kind of comes with experience, doesn't it? And he's learning all the time. Yeah. So we've got a young team with a young manager and they're just going to improve. So if we're at this level now, you know, next season, we should be pushing for, you know, top three, top two even. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think I think it's possible. I think he really is. I think it's a great point that it's not only the team that is improving, it is him. And it's things like that that really give me massive, massive hope for the future that he can change things at half time. Remember back when the first um, lockdown happened and it was like, um, you know, we had the half time, the, the drinks breaks during the game. Mm. He really used that to his great effect, didn't he? And he, he changed the, um, the, the impetus of the game during those drinks breaks. And the fact that he goes in at half time, notices everything that's, that's going wrong. And the fact that Leicester managed to play themselves back into the game. And he, he knows how to overcome that. And, like Steve's put there, exactly. You know, he got us playing out from the back again to keep the ball, to wrestle control back of the game, and it, it obviously worked a treat. A treat, and um, they didn't. They never really had a chance. I can't. Remember, I can't remember them having a chance at all in the second half. No, I mean, it could be. It could have come a point where we're talking about trying to keep players. It could be a question of we're trying to keep Arteta. 
you know, his, his credibility is going up all the time, isn't it? And it could be that one of the bigger clubs, alleged big clubs, could come in for him, couldn't they? If, if he's, they see what he's done, but I think he's so into the project, doesn't he? He's not looking at, you know, he just wants to build on what he's got already and build this side up. I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think he's a massively. In fact, just before I came on, I have a, as I normally do, I have a quick look on Twitter, and Legrove put a comment out there saying that um, the the only worry he's got with Arteta is being Pep's eventual successor. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I noticed that you know, a couple of, co- there's a comment that I agreed with saying that I genuinely get the feeling that he's a, he's a massively loyal, he absolutely loves this club. Mm. I don't think he would leave Arsenal to go to another English club like even Man City, whilst he's got this great thing going with the, with the team, with the fans, with the, the way that he's managing to rebuild the squad. Why would he leave this project? I think he'd want to see it through. To whatever conclusion that would be. Yeah. Yeah, you know? to, 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 to bring us back to the top. I I, I know it's a, maybe a naive thing to say, but I genuinely believe he loves the club that much. I don't think he would leave us to go to somewhere like Man City, another club yeah. in the Premier League. I don't think he would. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll come back to have that comment bite me in the arse in the future, but I, I genuinely don't get that feeling about him. I think he's that... That I loyal. think a new contract before that gets even close. From there. I mean, you know, I think at the end of this season, they'll be looking at a new contract for Dalteta. Mm. I think so, yeah. 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 Probably, obviously, not that that means anything in this day and age. No, it really. doesn't, but, you know. But at, at least he will know how the club and the fans and everyone feels about him. Mm. Uh, mm. So maybe that's, a, that's one thing. I mean, interesting summer, isn't it, with all the comings and goings? You know, we've, we've got rid of most of the deadwood, but there's still a couple more that might move on. Hmm. And we can see who comes in. Yeah, well, I, I, saw a, on again. I saw an article saying that Arsenal will be get, I think it was actually a link that was on the BBC gossip website, sort of thing that you, you see every day, and um, that Arsenal will be looking to get rid of about 14 players in the summer. But that obviously includes that obviously includes obviously all the players who got out on loan at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Are yeah. part of the plans. They're all included. So I didn't actually click on and properly read that. Um, yeah, that I mean, you still got players like Torreira, haven't you? Maitland Niles, Reese Nelson. Yeah, um, you know they're they're all technically still on loan, aren't they? Mm. Yeah, you know Gwen Doozy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a done deal now, isn't it? With Marseille. Yeah, um, Saliba, you know, will he come back? Will they move him on? I mean, different. I, to say. I mean, you've got Mari on loan, haven't you? Um, yeah, Mari's that the other one. I've got. Um, I can never remember his name. You know, the Greek defender. We've got him. That's it. Yes, I keep forgetting his name for some reason. Don't know yeah. why. Maybe it's because he's only played about once for Arsenal ever. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's quite a few. And there's there's, a, there's some of the younger guys that are out on loan as well throughout, you know. Yeah, and not everybody will make it, will they, for one reason or another, you know. No. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a busy um, busy few weeks on the off-season, isn't it? Very much so. We've got so much to do in the summer, honestly. Edu's literally cannot go to any barbecues or smoke any cigars this summer. He's got to get to work immediately. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But honestly, if you think about it, there is. There's so much to do. I mean, we've already had that discussion about how many we're going to be left with in midfield and all of our three strikers going and, and so on and so forth. 
I just, I honestly, I, the more as each week goes by, though, it'd be the more I'd be, I'd really like Lacazette just to stay for another year. Takes a pressure. That might happen, mightn't it? That might happen. Yeah. yeah, I can't see it though. When you're him, um, you know, he's got to look after himself. You got to look after number one when you sort of when you get to that age, especially. You've all got families and all that. It's a short career. Uh, why would you? When you, uh, even though he genuinely seems to love Arsenal, really does. But when you're at his age and you've got the option of possibly getting a, I, I, I don't think he'd have any problems getting a four-year contract somewhere. So, yeah. you know, it's a big risk to take another year contract with the potential of getting injured during that year or yeah, yeah. signing another four-year contract elsewhere, maybe, you know, sunnier climbed. Well, he's not playing like he wants to go, is he? That's that's the good thing about no. what he's playing at the moment. He's playing like he's playing, he's playing for the bad, he's playing for the club. You know, he wants the success. You know, he, he could just t- just take a free ride, couldn't he, till the end of the season? Yeah, but he'll be a great second striker for just for one more year, just to, just so it takes a little bit of pressure off of the amount of players we've got to bring in, the amount of top quality players we've got to bring mm. in. Um, it'll mean we just could do we could postpone the second striker for another year. Mm. Uh, go for the midfield targets. Go for maybe a backup right back. Go for one major striker. And then he'll be a great guy to keep around for another year, wouldn't he? To, mm. to buffer up the squad with with all the competition mm. he's going to be in. But he'll still be very effective coming off the bench. Um, Maybe getting Champions League might persuade Lacazette to stay yeah. another year, play another year in the Champions League rather than go to a you know a, a lesser club because I, I couldn't mm. think that any of the top top clubs will be in for him. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, someone like a a Sevilla. Uh, I mean, there's even, I mean, mm. funnily enough, one of the other gossip things that I saw was that Barcelona are interested in him because obviously they're yeah. getting him on a free, yeah. link him up with a Bamiang again, which would be an interesting one, wouldn't it? But I think, because Barcelona ain't what they were, we know that. But um, there's some good, good, decent standard clubs over in Spain. Like I said, a Sociedad, a Sevilla, or the Valencia, someone like that. I, I think he'd do brilliantly over there. And mm. why wouldn't you want to go and live in the warm? When you're at the latter stages of your career, yeah. But, um, well, I think either way, you know, I wouldn't be wouldn't be disappointed if he stays, and you know, if he goes, then good luck to him. He'll you certainly know. go with all of our blessing, won't yeah, he? And, uh, you know. Good fanfare. And uh, if he does go, I hope that he gets a really good send off in the last home mm. game of the season, which I'm sure he would because mm. um, the effort he's put in. And the sweat, blood, sweat, and tears he's put in for the this season so far, hmm. it's been phenomenal to to watch. Really, he's he, he literally gets every he gets everything, doesn't he? Which is why I'm a little bit worried about these another two games in the next four days or so. Well, probably four days when the game, the matches are on. So I just hope he can last those two games. It's the, He's been struggling to finish 90 minutes for quite a while, hasn't he? But he, he mm. has done that in the last few games, uh, funnily enough. A couple of times at least, hasn't he? So, well, it's been I a lot easier know. with the games being week to week. Sort of, there's that, that spread mm. of one day or week sort of thing. As you say, yeah. we've got now obviously one game, one game down out of three in six days. So I think we are going to see him play. Uh, it probably... He'll play majority of Liverpool game probably come off depending on how the situation there, and again similar to the Villa game, he'll play a big a part in it, 
but then he'll get rested. Even though he's got international, there's international football, and I don't think he gets caught up anymore. He'll still need rest, obviously, because he's not, he's not getting any younger. And it's going to be taking a lot, a lot out of him. So in the, the two weeks itself, he'll need to recover. So one of the, I say, one of the two games, he'll definitely finish, and the other, the other, he'll come off in like the sixty or sixty-fifth minute, fairly mm. more likely. But it's, it's, again. We've been saying for the last few weeks, even for going into that that last that time, last time we played Wolves, you, you can't. As you say, he goes with our blessing. If he does go, can't can't fault his professionalism compared to other people that have gone to Barcelona and suddenly scoring goals in the final all of a sudden. Exactly, but what Stephen Denham's just put there, give him a two-year contract, let him, let him go after a year. This is what we don't want to do. Right? We, we we can't start. Being sort of this, this sent, you know, sentimental. sentimental again, and give him another, you know, two or three year contract, and then because how many times we've we been bitten by that, and we've got to learn from these mistakes. Because mm. what's saying that he wouldn't sign that contract and then just literally go off a cliff again, you know, like like a, like so many other has gone before him. I think T so, is who we get, who we bring in, isn't it? I think if if we get the, the players we want up front, then he'll obviously go. Yeah, if we can't get the players we want up front, then there's a possibility that we'll keep him. Yeah, you know. So, yeah. and you know, we have still got Balogun to decide on what to do with, you know. And obviously, Nketiah is probably going to go, but we've had two opportunities to sell him and kept him. Maybe there's a there's a route for him to stay. I don't know. It was an odd one that. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't see Nketiah staying. I really can't. Um, why didn't we sell? Well, I suppose we didn't sell him because we knew Aubameyang was going. Maybe. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But I, out of the two, I think it'd be more likely that Lacazette would stay rather than Nketiah. But um, it's, honestly, it's going to be such a fascinating transfer window this coming summer. I'm going to be so. I'm going to be more excited about it than I have been for so long. I think because of the brilliant way that our team has grown throughout this season with the, the whole camaraderie between the whole squad. The recruitment last summer was so good. It's going to be so fascinating to see who they, they bring in um, to bulk up the rest of the squad with. It's, it's Yeah, I can't wait, to be honest with you. It's going to, especially well, the other one I didn't mention was, um, was Leno. I suppose he'd be going, wouldn't he? Mm, yeah, we've already got his replacement, haven't we? Well, that's what I'm saying, you know. So that, yeah. I mean, he'll go somewhere for a reasonable fee. I would have thought he should do. Cause he's still a good goalkeeper. Yeah, maybe Newcastle. Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. possibly. Yeah. yeah, possibly. Hopefully, because they probably pay some st- stupid money, so that'd be <laughs> nice. <laughs> Give us the money to go and buy Harland with. There we go. <laughs> Ten minutes went by. You've got it. Yeah, can, we, can we have six, can we have a uh, sixty-eight million, please, for Leno? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> just give it and put, don't send it to us. Send it straight to Dortmund. <laughs> <laughs> Deposit. <laughs> yeah, no point giving it to us because it's going straight over there anyway. So go on. Yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, the bad news. I mean, obviously, you know. I, I, all, I mean, I'm joking for, for ages, but I know uh, what I want us to do is to be on, in the conversation for him. But mm. another gossip thing that you, you read um, is that Man, Man City, they reckon they've got it all tied up already for him, mm. which 
about it. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, they've got the money if they want to do it. That would be, again, from his, with his, from his perspective, though, on that, it would be a pure emotional side of things because of his dad and his connection with Manchester. So, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. I know, but I, I like I said to you before. I just think it'd just be boring, a boring move for him. It's not, it's not a challenging move. But I'm not going to go down that route again. Well, Steve's saying in the chat, guys, we need to. He's trying to remind us we need to qualify for Champions League first. <laughs> we need six exactly. or seven more wins in our last twelve games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got, we will, we will, we will get that. <laughs> I've become a ventriloquist. What is that? Am I, was I frozen? Yeah, yeah, you're frozen. This bloody internet. I've played through the nose for my bloody internet and I've got an oh, ethernet cable and it still does it. I just. Probably just on dial up. No. I pay about 50 quid a month for this. this uh, I know it's, it's mega expensive. Virgin, mm. uh, Virgin Fiber, about a thousand megabits a second or some ridiculous thing, and it just never works. Mm. Anyway, that's not really interesting to talk about, is it? <laughs> <laughs> it does annoy me, do you, though. Do you, know much, do you know my regulars on my channel? They chat, chat about everything. <laughs> I know. It's like. No, but I mean, the whole reason I bloody pay for it is so, so I can do things like this without worrying, and it's just always the same every bloody week. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Cameron yeah, says, what's the Man City game? What's the Man City part Palace of death? But he thinks they, they're a good team, but he thinks they struggled their long balls, though. Yeah, I've got it on in the background here. But, I mean, they obviously beat them earlier on in the season, didn't they, Palace? Yeah, it's yeah. Um, oh. but obviously, going ahead, looking ahead, uh, sorry, looking ahead to Wednesday now. I mean, do we do we do we look look hopeful for that in terms of getting a result? The two most informed teams in the league going head to head mm. on Wednesday night. Oh, I think when we're three nil up, um, against, <laughs> then we can, then we can take Lacazette off, like you said earlier, and uh, give him the rest for the last half hour. Bring Eddie on, and Eddie can get a brace. <laughs> get his uh, well, confidence, um, confidence going. Why not? Why not get something from the game? You know, we're playing well enough. We just mm. got to play without any fear, haven't we? And not give them. I mean, obviously they're they're going for the title, and you know, on paper they're better than us, and they are better than us. But you know, that doesn't mean to say we have to lay down and just let them play their game, do, do we? No, definitely not. They're they're going to be they're going to be nice, especially of- if they don't. You know, yeah, they're not going to want to play us, are they? I mean, let's face it, they bloody cheated to stop playing us in the cup mm, yeah. uh, not too long ago. So they're not going to be relishing playing us, and uh, especially at our place with the fans the way we are now at home, mm. is um, a frightening prospect for anyone to come and play Arsenal at the moment. We're one of the most foreign teams in the, in Europe, as we know. Mm. Um, stats don't lie. Um, so. It's going to be really interesting. I, I'm not saying we're going to win. But I, I don't think we've got anything to, you know, we, sh- we shouldn't go in there with any kind of inferiority complex at the moment. Hmm. Yeah. 28 points out of 33 as well since we lost Everton back in December. 
Mm. That's the that's the form that we're in. That we've only dropped five points in the New York for three months now. Probably. I mean, it's annoying. Isn't it? That game is that's three points we've lost that could have got us into top three if we won our games in hand, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. It's not just. I mean, Chelsea yesterday. Not exactly putting up trees. No, and it'll only get worse for them, won't it? Well, you know, it's not they're not going to improve, are they? I don't think. They're going to be knackered out by cycling to all their away games. <laughs> yeah, well, as long as we've gone live, notification came up. Basically, they had 200, two, potentially 200 people putting offers into on the table for Chelsea and any rumours of a deal between that could be done, struck between obviously the clubs and whoever to spy Chelsea from uh, Saudis. Not impossible, apparently. That was is what Sky is saying. Well, did, did, did you see? Uh, there's some news today about Saudi Arabia executing 81 mm. people. Mm. I mean, <sighs> you know, don't need to say any more than that. I mean, yeah, but yeah, I'll cover, I'll cover up the government and Premier League that allow these people in to buy clubs and sport wash for the last 19 years. Yeah, they've well, obviously got Stevie Wonder doing the due diligence checks, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It just makes you makes you sick, really. I mean, they've just come in, taken over Newcastle. There's some kind of Saudi outfit who, apparently, you know, one of the front runners to buy Chelsea. I mean, if this sort of thing keeps happening, going through, it's just it makes you lose that's a bit of love for you. The game well, full stop, doesn't it? Really? That's what, yeah, that's what uh, Sky Sports have reported saying that that. Uh, potential deal with the deadline on Friday is non non impossible to be completed. So it might be something oh. like that that looks to not be happening by the looks of it, unless backhanders now go about out of nowhere. You, you could possibly That's get fine. an undertaking to buy the club, but you can't complete a deal like that in three days, can you? Of course not. No. You know, not you can't move that sort of money around in three days. No. And all the all the you know all the all the legal stuff. It takes weeks, months. Hmm. It will probably go to an American owner or the the, the British guy that's in it's interested. It's going to be a Chelsea fan and all that. Yeah, it'll yeah. be one, it'll it be one of them. Differently, it won't be a bankroll. Yeah, it won't be a bankroll in bloody's country-run club like City you know. Newcastle. But uh, Melvin's asking, what's Harlan's connection to Manchester? His dad used to play for Man City back in the day, and Roy mm. Keane basically ended his career in a Manchester derby. <laughs> yeah, it's horrific. It's one of the well, definitely at the time, and for a long time after, the worst injury we've ever seen. Until you know, Arsenal had a couple of players that had the similar injury. But yeah, Roy Keane admitted it, didn't he, in mm. his autobiography as well, that he meant to do it. Yes, yeah. absolutely disgraceful. So that's why I don't think he, he'd ever consider going to Man United. Mm. Not in a million years after what happened to his dad. Um, I think his ideal thing would be to go to Leeds United because <laughs> they're Leeds fans, really, for long term. But <clears throat> that ain't going to ever happen. So, um, yeah, Man United have always been off the off the cards, really. <clears throat> Excuse me, because of the Leeds connection and the Man City connection. <laughs> Colonel's in the chat saying, "What do you reckon about Delboy uh, <laughs> driving Chelsea, all the Chelsea players to uh, all their home and away game in, in his mm. reliant Robin?" Yeah, I like to see that. I like to see that. <laughs> yeah, get him in a massive uh, cattle truck, being being towed by the free wheeler. 
Oh dear, oh dear. Even like Tommy, Tommy Tickle said, um, right, even if I have to get a, a seven, seven-seater <clears throat> a minibus, I'll drive them to the game myself, didn't he? Mm. Did you hear that interview? Apparently, they still owe Interman 71 million for Lukaku, don't, don't they? God. <laughs> <laughs> Can't make it up, can you, really? Can't make but it up. I mean, we, we bought a 90 million pound player. Well, no, you actually have You bought, you know, a bit of him. Yeah. Totally mm. basically. <laughs> he pulled his left leg. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what does, what does Thomas Tuchel actually think about what, what good is a seven-seater? Why did he say seven-seater? He's not allowed um, how many players he's got. Squats will win. If you're athletes, you're fit enough, get in there. <laughs> you have to have one another player on each person's lap and then a couple of others like lying down on the floor. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's a roof rack, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, go on. Stephen, uh, the oh. getting a bit freaked out by being just frozen staring on the at me. Just staring at me all the time. <laughs> Let me uh, come out and come back in. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> the listeners ain't got a clue, by the way. They're just going by what they're saying. When they listen to us, back, they're like, "What the hell's going on?" <laughs> Oh, it was nice touching. Yeah. I, I missed it, but some uh, nice touch putting Oleg Luzny on the team mm. sheet in the program and having his shirt in the dressing room. Well, that was a nice touch. Yeah, that was that was class touch. Class touch from a class club. Yeah, not many, not many of them about. There's 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 a team in West London. Is it? It's far from classy. Been told to lose a sponsor. Been told. To lose, we don't want to be associated with you at the moment until further notice. So take your sponsorship off off your clothing and stadium. They still haven't done that now. They're refusing to do that. Well, they, you know, they they can't change the sponsorship on the shirt because they haven't got any other kit. So they're waiting for a new kit, and they have, you know what? They're going to buy that, are they? Or are they just going to what do it on credit or what? There's a, there's a, don't they know there's a club store down downstairs in the, downstairs in the stadium to go there, peel it off. <laughs> <laughs> like put, put the iron near it. Oh my god, so suck it off. I just came back and heard you saying suck it off. What did I miss? <laughs> well, I about, <laughs> sorry, I talked about the uh, Chelsea situation with their sponsor, shirt sponsorship situation. The fact they won't take it off. Well, they can't because they've got no other kit, have they? Yeah, yeah, they They'll end up getting sued by bloody three after, to add insult to injury, won't they? Because they don't want their logo on there anymore well they can't yeah. do nothing with it afterwards can they no no well, anyway, I hope my, they don't want any sponsorship all the sponsorships on the stadium taken off as well mm. they haven't mm. done that they can't afford that they can't afford to bring no one, anyone in to actually take it off <laughs> so, <laughs> they can't pay anybody for anything can they <laughs> <laughs> don't go to the bank because the bank's suspended their account can't use credit cards because they've been they've been locked off <clears throat> but uh, th- this is the weird thing, though. I mean, how how are they like still just going carrying on as normal? How are they going to get to Lille at, <laughs> in the week? I mean, how are they? I don't understand they're it all. I mean, away. they're just carrying on as normal. They've they've got all the. I mean, how are they playing all the the songs of well known artists in their stadium at half time when they've got to play ro- <laughs> pay royalties through them? Yeah. <laughs> Well, if you drive down the motorway, you see a load of people with little signs up saying 
Lil. You know who they are, <laughs> aren't you? <Yeah. laughs> oh, it's crazy. First class, first class flight to you, please. Fuck off. <laughs> God, uh, they'll be uh, they'll be in coach, won't they, on the EasyJet? What, did yeah, you see that? Was it Petter Chuckles doing his interview yesterday on Sky Sports and so it's all the woe is us? Basically, we don't know if we're going to survive one day to the next. It's like mm. I have no sympathy. <laughs> no, sorry, no sympathy for you. You got in bed with the devil. This is what happens. But you can't see. I mean, logically, you can't see him going on more than a couple of months with, uh, without some major funds coming in, can you? You know, a £26 million pound a month wage bill is enough on its own to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. If they can't pay their wages at the end of this month, then um, they're in big trouble. So I don't understand where they're going to get the money from to do that. Well, we took to after, after the game yesterday, he's at a press conference was saying, I'm here to at least the end of the season. Yeah. Hmm. So but these are... He's not, even, he's not even that committed. He's like, I'm here as long as they pay me, basic sort of situation until further notice. Well, yeah, that's the same as the players, isn't it? Yeah. I'm, I'm a Chelsea player until they stop paying me. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And I'm here in, until at least the end of the season, but, but they don't even know where they're going to finish the season mm, <laughs> at this stage. Yeah. That's what Patrick was saying <laughs> yesterday as well. Yeah. We can't go into might... that case. Okay. Let's really get you down to literally the lower tiers of football. Give us, our, I mean, give us our first spot. It's like you said earlier, I don't know how they, they're going to anticipate a sale going through so quick either. Mm. And if it does, mm. I'll be very, very concerned about the Premier League doing its due diligence on these people in the first place. That, that must take weeks. Well, we said last, in the last programme, didn't we? We said how long the um, Newcastle one took. It took about 18 months. Mm. I'm not saying that's the norm, but it's got to take a few months, surely, to do all the checks and get everything in order. The thing is, they can't afford so to get if, it wrong, can they? They can't afford to get it wrong, so they're going to have to... Well, they can't afford anything, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they can't afford anything, not, well, let alone get it wrong. But no, in all seriousness, I'd, be, I'd have some serious questions to ask of the... Of, um, or the authorities to if they if they just push this sale through mm. without doing all the proper checks on these people. The push it through to who? I mean, is there a particular front runner or is there let's go through the government first. The government basically pick up one of the bidders from what I can make out yeah. So all the bids now go towards the government. They they will then will it will it, will it, it down to top three then on Friday apparently. Like, yeah on, this is on Friday and then they they're, they're yeah. out of three they'll then will it down to obviously whoever they want basically. And then pass it on to the Premier League, and then the Premier League, have to do, Premier League and the FA have to do their due diligence, do all their checks and everything, make sure a the person that's being football can afford to run the club, where the money's coming from, and if, and all the other all the other stuff, and what basically their decide human where rights, the to, stuff, obviously where they're coming from, their human rights side of things as well. Yeah, and right. where's the money going to go to? Yeah, exactly, but. Neil's just put in the chat saying the quickest one could be 10 days. It could have it done in weeks or 10. That's just, I'd be disgusted if that was the case. I mean, if it, honestly, if this was happening to Arsenal and an owner was, you know, the same, you know, same situation. If an owner ended up buying Arsenal and it had gone through within 10 days, how would we all feel as fans? Mm. 
I'd be worried sick. <laughs> Honestly, would be well. I, I know I'd be worried sick mm. about who the hell we've ended up with. Mm. Uh, it's just a it'd be a disgrace. Honestly, it's if it happens that quickly. And yeah, I, I mean, just I hope that I hope the government choose uh, Mike Ashley. That'd be absolutely unbelievable. It'd be outstanding. Did you see that chant yesterday? The Newcastle fans has got the time <laughs> yeah. He's coming yeah. for you, Mike <laughs> Ashley. He's coming for you. Can you imagine though if the government chose Mike Ashley? To I'll go piss for myself. It? I'd actually genuinely piss myself laughing. Like, yeah, the good old days are back. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I I just think it would be a disgrace if they put a sale through that quickly. I, I really do. Yeah, I know. I can't. I literally can't believe he just missed an open goal. No, I was going to say no. The, in terms of the actual takeover, there, that's going. In terms of a bit, as I say, bids being put forward, that all gets put forward up on Friday. But literally, that's not going to be done until months. Enough. If they do they do what they did in Newcastle, it's going to be a few months before anything goes through. No, who gets put and forward. what's the price? I mean, presumably the government set the price, do they? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just whatever bid they, they deem acceptable, basically. It's not even a, a normal club sale, is it? It's not even no. like any, any of the no, other no, ones no, have no. gone through in the past. This, this is so complicated. It's unbelievable. Like All these questions are completely valid. Where's the money going? Mm. How much mm. is it going to cost? What's going to happen to all the debt? Blah, 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 blah. These mm. questions are all racking up. So if they put through one of these sales within a matter of weeks, I'd be honestly there'd, there'd be more questions and answers coming out of this. Or it'd be, I'd be really concerned about it. It's just I don't understand how the, how it could happen so quickly. I mean, what happens? I mean, I'm just thinking long term now. And this thing with Russia, Ukraine, you know, somehow it resolves itself and it gets back to what happens to all these assets that people like Roman Abramovich have got that they've been seized, do they get them back? If they've been sold, depends if the government sold them on, sold them on or not. By, well, yeah, by so the government sold, sold his assets, so he doesn't get anything from that at all, no. ever. No. No. But they'll still yes. have billions of pounds in the bank all over the world, well, won't they? You won't be a pauper, by any means. No, I know, but, <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting, isn't it, you know? No, yeah, I'll assume, literally, but if, it, if all these assets, all assets have been seized, the assets that have been seized, I assume the government has set it off, auctioned it off to the, the best bit that they deemed possible and making the money and put it back into their own pockets. Mm. They're going to have refugees living in their houses, aren't they, as well? The, well, the Chelsea Hotel as well, apparently. Mm. Yeah. So the, can you imagine if you're a refugee coming in and you get offered Roman Abramovich's house? <laughs> Fuck's <laughs> sake. I mean, Jesus Christ. That's fucking salt like, I ain't leaving this place in a hurry because squatters' <laughs> rights. But like, I'm straight in the pool, mate. <laughs> get me, get me trunks on. But no, I mean, I'm not taking it. It's a very serious situation, I know. But yeah. I mean, serious. I mean, but wow. I mean, if you got to to live in his house, that's that's pretty amazing, isn't it? But yeah, Neil was asked how much debt are they in. Well, it's 1.5 billion pounds to Roman Abramovich, Neil. Yeah. One and a half billion. Mm. And it's saying, I don't quite understand the wording of what I've read of the article saying it's not going to come out of the sale price, the debt. It's not going to come out of the sale price. So basically, still so, the, debt, the debt will still stand, basically. Yeah. So does that mean that they have to clear the debt on top of the sale price? 
Well, potentially. Mm. I mean, that's all part of business law, isn't it? I mean, you have to take on the debt if you take on the business. Yeah. So well, not, nowhere that I've actually read it, because I've read several articles about it, and they've all worded it the same, but they haven't said what will happen to that debt then. Mm. Is mm. it going to get written off? I mean, in which case, I mean, that makes it even more frustrating for all the other clubs that have been competing against Chelsea. Mm. That all of the debts are just yes. going to have gone. 1.5 billion that he's ploughed into that club uh, that have bought all of these trophies that we could have won just ends up getting written off. Mm. That, that, that'll piss me off even more, to be honest mm. with you, uh, about the whole thing. They've got away with it completely scot-free with nothing happening to them as a club. I mean, I know that people keep arguing, well, it's not the club's fault, it's not the club's fault, but they, they, they're they the ones that chose to get into bed with Roman Abramovich, like you said earlier. They've his money for the last X That's it. Yeah. That's it. And they turned they a blind eye to where it came from or how he got it or how much he put into the club. They would have exactly. to win the games and win the trophies. They weren't, they weren't mm. bothered, but now they're bothered. Exactly. That's mm. the main thing. That's exactly well put. That's just exactly the way I'm feeling. It's just it's, it's such a bitter taste in the mouth about the whole thing. So if that club gets away without with not having to pay back one and a half billion quid, then and we've we've been struggling for years with stadium debt that we've had to service. Yeah. We've had to refinance it again yeah, recently. So. I mean, we've had to clubs, sell our best players. But to sell our fucking best players season after season after season to keep Mm. trying to compete against these arseholes down the road that have just been buying their way to success. And if they get away without having to repay any any of it back, that would be just, you know, they've just got, they've they've come out of it smiling again, haven't they? Basically. Well, yeah, Steve in the chat is also saying that it's not down to the government if the debt gets written off or not, it's down to Roman. Basically, Roman and Owen can only decide if he wants to take that debt now as a some sort well, he, of recoup money, basically, because he's not going to get any money. He from might need the money now, money. He? he might need the money. Yeah, he's yeah, down so to he his last 11 billion. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, guys. I love you, but I can't get can, money from putting you. So I need but how can he get the money Roman. back when he's sanctioned? Well, how can he get well, he that money back? He'll be putting. He can't claim it until obviously everything calms down. And everything sorted over in Russia with Ukraine, and then obviously his assets will be unfrozen, and what's and whatever's left, then he can go and he can go and claim the debt that Chelsea owe him. But he's already said he's openly said he's not going to call that debt back in, hasn't he? That, that was when he thought he was getting money for the that's before he got sanctioned, though, wasn't it? Yeah, he lost all so, his assets. Oh well, yeah, that, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's with true. this with this now happening in the last week, his mindset might change and think, you know, well. Sorry, I thought I was, getting, I was trying to get money for uh, selling you, but can't do that. I'm not going to get that money. So you're the next best thing, basically. I don't care if he <clears> crucifies <throat> you. You owe me. If it weren't for me, we'd have nothing. He could go down that mindset. I, I, I just, it just, it was be so angry if they just end up getting away with it, though. That as a club, not only would have they have bought all the, the last 19 years, they would have bought all this success with his money. And they get away without having to pay a single penny of it back after all that. When, like I said before, we're still struggling with our stadium debt. What's 15 years on down the line, 16 years down the line, 16 16 years down the line. We're still having to repay that debt. We've had to refinance it several times. And like I said, sell all of our best players every single summer to try and finance it as well. And we had to scrimp and save and, 
And then, you know, yeah, it's just so annoying. It's so, so annoying if that's the case. Yeah. I'm sorry, oh, uh, Stephen Jack goes, uh, guys, go and watch the Monday Night Football earlier. Jack Carragher says <clears throat> uh, Chelsea money was corrupt, has corrupted the market. Well, it's what we spoke about last week, wasn't it? I mean, if yeah. it wasn't for them, there would be no Man City, there'd be no P- P- PSG, there'd be, there'd no, be no new owners of Newcastle. They could, yeah. they started the whole bloody thing in the first place, and it's mm. basically ruined football from the moment he walked in through the door. Because yeah. as soon yeah. as he decided to play real life football manager mm. with the club, then that is that is what made Man City's new owners come in. That's what made PSG new owners come in. And it's corrupt. The whole of football is paying the price with the wages that they Mm. started to pay because no one else could compete. And then everyone else had to start trying to bankrupt themselves to compete with the wages that Chelsea were offering. Obviously, there's fees in the first place to actually go and buy the players, which massively inflated. And it's never settled down since. And you see where we are now with players like... On, you know, start, players started to get half a half. Uh, sorry, half a billion. No, hang on, five hundred grand a week. So half a million pound a week. That's mm. what I was trying to say. Again, I need to put my teeth in. I mean, that's going to be a regular occurrence. Now they're talking about Mbappe if he signs a new contract with PSG, seven hundred and fifty grand a week. It all started back when Roman Abramovich walked through the door. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. I, I do agree. But I, I mean, uh, thresholds been broken all the time, and they would go through. Yeah. You know, the first million pound player, the first two million. I mean, it, it just goes up and up and up. I mean, yeah. we've, that, we've seen the first hundred million pound player. Who's to say in a couple of years we won't see the first two hundred million pound player? Yeah, I know, but how it, it is, isn't it? That's how it just. It's, yeah, but the inflated on. prices massively went up like that, didn't they? It wouldn't oh, have gone yeah, up yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. and at that but now overnight, you're 10, 20 literally million overnight, player, aren't you? Twenty million for yeah. an average player, a hmm. squad player. A squad yeah. player might not even get hardly any games. You're paying that sort of money nowadays. And that wouldn't, it would never have happened as quick as it did uh, if it wasn't for that. I think it would have got there eventually, by the way. The the money, the more, the more money, the TV money coming into the game, where now, you know, you've got the lower league clubs can spend 20, 30 million pounds on players. I mean, when I say lower league, you know, championship sides and clubs that before would be selling players to stay afloat, they're now selling players for 20, 30 million regularly, aren't they? Mm. That's just the way the, the, the goalposts have moved with players' wages, especially English players. English players always go for a premium as well, don't they? Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, it would leave a bit of bitter taste in the mouth, uh, this this whole situation, really, because it makes you think back about the whole, the whole time he's been at the club and everything that we've lost out on as a result of it. Clubs going, clubs have gone out of business because of this as well. That's not, yeah, that's yeah. not fake. That's not fake. Chasing the dream. Uh, because of it and having to pay over the odds for player salaries just so they can try and compete and stay in the Premier League. Um, yeah, it's, it's a sad, sad old business, really. And if this is what I'm angry about, if this sale goes through quickly and it ends up in a similar sort of situation again with another owner uh, of a similar sort of ilk, um, then it just puts you off football that little bit more, you know, overall. Um, mm-hmm. With the way things are, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think it's going to be resolved by Friday. That's for sure. No. I mean, the fact that this Newcastle sale has gone through, and I mean, they're a, they've been, you know, Saudi Arabia have been at war with their neighbouring countries for 
for quite a while with the Yemen. Mm. Um, they co- story, like I said earlier on in the show, 81 people executed. I don't know if it's today or yesterday that it happened. And these people are a bankroll in Newcastle United, mm. you know? Mm. And well, I mean, how's it got to this stage? Mm. How's it got to with the fact that Newcastle are being bankrolled by these people? You know, mm. now it's just a disgrace, really, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely yeah. I mean, disgrace. Again, and Steve then, in the chat, sorry, Steve in the chat is saying, um, Jamie Carragher said as well in, in the Monday Night Football earlier, that Chelsea won FA, uh, the FA Youth Cups not because they're good coaches, but because they brought all good players and brought, yep. their, brought their parents' houses. I mean, if it's all, yeah. again, looking down, further down the line with Neymar, when they signed him, they gave him X amount, of, X amount of wages to go to leave, leave Barca, but also gave him like seven hotels in his name. Mm. It's, and it, they, it's they, got to that level now. I remember uh, back in the day, this is going back, I can't remember which player it was, but they had a, a 17, 16 or 17-year-old academy player at one stage who was obviously miles off the first team, but they they put him on 30 grand a week. Mm. And it was probably more than any Arsenal player were earning at the time. It's just an absolute joke going mm. back to like in the early days of Roman Abramovich. And then I can't remember how much did um, uh, God the um, the English the, what's the young English winger they've got Chelsea? Um, oh, okay, Hudson Adoy, Hudson Adoy, I mean, he was. How much did they give him in the end? About 150, 200 grand a week to stop yeah. him from going to, to Germany. To buy Munich, yeah. A bit part player. 180k a week plus bonuses. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's getting a few more games nowadays. Well, well he was. I haven't seen him lately. Um, but he's, he's only ever been a bit part player for that club. A, you know, and they can, they're just paying him wages like that. I mean, hmm. it's an absolute joke. Mm. Well, they, that's the, this is the one as well. Oh, is that the play? Yeah. That could be well be the player, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That could well be the player. And it, I remember back in the day, everyone's just jaws just dropped to the floor. Like, mm. giving up. And he, he never came to anything because he swanning. Can you imagine what the player was like swanning around at that age with that sort of money? Mm. And it's you know, like that special song, Much Too Much, Much Too Young. He thought he'd made it already. You know, and um, the end of his career pretty much already because of his attitude yeah. and his character probably went straight through the roof thinking he's already made it. Absolutely ridiculous. And I can imagine how many houses the the club bought him, not only his parents, but probably the rest of his family as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, with that thing, that have been over just over an hour. I'm going to get the score predictions for Wednesday. Because I know you your podcast, that's why I'm mapping things up. But yeah, what are score predictions for Wednesday? I'll start with you, Steve. Well, I don't know. I, I'm going to go... Um, i take a draw, so I'll go for a draw. 1-1. One, one. And Andrew? Yeah, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to go for a Desmond, actually. A good game. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-2. Two, two. Right. I'm going to go for yeah. a draw as well, but I'm going to agree with Steve and say it's 1-1. One, one. There you go. I'll take, I'll take it. As I, as I said at the start of this week, not, uh, seven points out of nine, I'll, I'll snap your hand off. Mm. Oh, that's a four, four, four. Cough of the four, four. Kill. One, one, no injuries, no calamities. 
Yeah, no, <laughs> no suspensions. I, I'm not going to rule out. A I'm, in the 93rd minute. <laughs> I'm not going to rule out a little cheeky win for Arsenal. You know, I don't. I, I do fancy us. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't. I, I'm going to probably rue it, but I don't think we'll lose anyway. I don't think we'll lose. I'm going to think we're going to give a really good account of ourselves. And um, don't forget, earlier on this season, we got a nil-nil away. I know it was in the cup, but so we've got a nil-nil away ten down to away. ten men. Yeah. Um, so I just think we're going to give a good account of ourselves. I, I think now our team now is fearless, and they're not stained by failure like the previous teams of Arsenal have been, you know, previous mm. players. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I won't, be, I won't rule out a win, but I'll, I'll still, I'll stick to 2-2, two, two, this being my uh, my prediction, though. Mm. Yeah, as I say, I, I think our home, being, being the fact that we're at home, it's not going to be the same as Anfield a couple of months ago when we played in the league. It's going to, it's like we're at home, we're, in, well, as I said, the second, second in the form table behind them. It's, it screams a draw, but I, and I do think I'll take it. I'd absolutely take the draw all day long. And if, if anyone's going to nick it, it, would be us. But it got, there's not it, with these players as well. They don't. They play with no fear. They're not going to mm. have that fear factor of oh, this, it's Liverpool. We must respect them and sort of sit back and let them come at us. And we've got but even if we did lose, even if we lost, it's not calamity, is it? It's no, not, not the end of the world. All no. the toys out of trams. No. We're useless. We're going nowhere. We're going back. It, it, we're losing against one of the best teams in the world, if we lose. You know, let's keep yeah. it in perspective. I, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really I'm really torn with it. I, I do think that we might get... A, Steve put 2-1 there. I was just thinking, saying 2-1. Hmm. Um but it's a really good point that I was listening to. I think it was Ask Blog, actually, I was listening to earlier. And he said that, do you, he asked the question saying, do you think that um, Mikel Arteta and all the players, especially, are going by this game, but it's really strictly going by the game-by-game basis, like we, we all are as well. Because if we do taste defeat in one game, it's not going to, the whole empire is not just going to crumble down on us mm-hmm. it's easier to manage the the disappointment of one off defeat when you're any sort of going the game by game mentality so that would come the next game you're back to square one again you you, you know because that's another massive game rather than previously when we lost the game we could it could take us three or four matches to try just to win again because it really affected us I mean, can you no, imagine I, I, the opposite? If we win the game with a lift, that would give the players oh, another exactly. level, wouldn't it? Exactly, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to change my prediction to a 2 1. I'm going to be really positive because I, I just think. If not playing, I'll go 2 1 as well then. I'm going to. Um, <laughs> I really fancy our young young team to pull a surprise. And it'll be a massive result, massive, massive boost in the arm mm. to. Not for Arteta as well, because people do re- rubbish his um, record against the top teams. Even though when he started, we, he started beating them, didn't he? He had a really good record against them for quite yeah. a while. You know, he was doing quite well against them. Most notably in, in the well. FA Cup. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. And beating Man United away last season as well, which was a big result for us. Yeah. Mm. So, um yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my prediction to a two-one win. I'm gonna back the boys. 
Okay, it's got a full hog. It's all go two one. Fuck it. Yeah, let's go unanimous. <laughs> We're never wrong, so let's all go two one. <laughs> <laughs> let's back the boys. Let, why not? I mean, they've not exactly let us down lately, have they? And uh, no. five wins out of five. Out. Just remember, just well, yeah, I mean, the game. Just, re- just, just imagine the smile on your face next time. Nine <laughs> wins out of eleven, isn't it? I think nine yeah, wins out of the last it, eleven. It is. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're the form team. There's only Liverpool, Man City that are on par with us points wise, aren't they? Yeah, mm. yeah. Not on goals scored, they're probably outscoring us, maybe. But you know. You know when we went one nil up against Man City and the excitement in the in the the Emirates when that yeah. happened, and I've got a sneaking feeling we might take a two nil lead against Liverpool and then be hanging on to bit towards the end. They'll get they'll get a game back. You're going no, honestly, now, you? no, no, no. Line. They'll get a they'll get a game. They'll get get a goal back, and we'll be hanging on a bit at the end. But it'll be just be a mad, you know complete explosion when the final whistle goes. Let's go for the whole League Cup five five. How about that? Oh God, yeah, that, that was some game that was, wasn't it? But no, I, I can see two nil up. They'll come back to two one. We'll be really back backs against the walls for the last twenty minutes or so, and then the final whistle will go and the stadium will erupt. Okay, all right. You heard it here. Yeah, mm. yeah, we've heard it here first. And if we do, if we got really, if we beat Liverpool. I'll go. I'll go out with chess and say we're getting Champions League spot because yeah. yeah, it's yeah. Liverpool for bucks. Again, it's they're going for a title. Mm. Well, if Liverpool lose that game, I mean that's their that's title their season end, done. That's done. No matter what happens tonight. Yeah, the, unless Palace do them a favour tonight. Well, I think no matter what, even if Palace do them a favour tonight, if we we turn up on if we turn up on um, on Wednesday night and do and we. Tell Liverpool no, we're taking three points, not you this time. We actually do take the three points. I think that's down sort of any sort of thought of a title challenge is pretty much over, really, with the games that are left for both clubs in there for that race. But I think, as I say, I'll go with Chess and say if we beat Liverpool, we will get the Champions League because that confidence then will go through the roof. Because it's all well and good being the teams we should be beating and being in the form that we have been, but to go against one of the best teams in Europe for the last few years. Even though it's at home, but still beat them. That's, yeah, that's, that's another level, I'll, and I think that's. I'll that's tell you now, group. if we if we do beat Liverpool, and we can we us three are going to reconvene on Friday, whenever it's going to be. I'm going to do the I'm going to do the show topless. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not just going to whip my top off like Melvin and wave it above my head and then put it back on. I'll do the whole bloody show topless. <laughs> Oh, God, like Gary Lineker when, like Mar- Gary Lineker when uh, Leicester won the when league. Leicester won the league. Yeah. yeah, well, if we're doing it on Friday, I'm I'm finalising my offer for Chelsea on Friday. Anyway, I've got to give a bid in by Friday. <laughs> you got to get the env- sealed envelope in. <laughs> Two packets of crisps and a pickled egg. That's my. Well, that's I wasn't going to go that far. All right, one packet of crisps. <laughs> I mean, that, literally a crisp from a packet. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah with that guys going to wrap things up obviously Andrew you've got a podcast tomorrow what time is it and where can people find you yes it's uh, thanks for having me on again it's always a pleasure um, find me on from Dial Square to where YouTube channel please go over there and give us a subscribe if you haven't done so already um, be on tomorrow half seven um, with Brian and uh, Kunjan 
and George that's going to be back on tomorrow as well, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then find me on Twitter at from Dale Square. But if you um, throughout the day, like me, if you want to, if you're out and about doing stuff, get mine and Ryan's show on Spotify or Apple Music. And, uh, yeah, listen to the audio versions of these shows that we do, which is always a good way of passing the time throughout the day when you're doing your household chores, whatever, walking your dog. And give us a five-star review on there as well, which really helps. That would be really great. be really grateful for that. So hopefully I'll see you all guys tomorrow on my, ch- my channel, Half 7. Yeah. And, Steve, where, where do you want to, if you want to be found on social media, where can we find you? Well, social media, Twitter, um, at Steve K. Eight and only a couple of weeks till I make an appearance back in my bar. I think because the weather's getting warmer now. So, oh, amazing! Uh, can I just? Can I just? That's actually turn Chelsea's changing room, but you know, it's doubles of my bar. <laughs> Is it Steve? Have you got two Twitter? You've got Steve eighteen eighty six as well as Steve K eighteen eighty six. No. Okay. Okay. Just, yeah. just wanted to double check. Oh dear. Uh, but yeah, in terms of here on the channel, we go obviously, as I said, around um, Andrews tomorrow, and then Wednesday, we're back here for the watch along for Liverpool. Uh, and Thursday and Friday, well, Friday is the women's FA Cup quarter final, so it'll probably be Thursday if we're, if we're all available to do a podcast on Thursday, that'd be great because obviously, otherwise, Friday, I'm, <laughs> it'd be it's also, it's, it clashes, there's no way around it, sort of thing. And then Saturday, nice and early for everyone, that's a bit of a way. Match of the day later on in the evening, and then international break. Yay! Mm-hmm. The mighty Andorra come to Wembley. Woo-hoo. At least we've got the Arsenal ladies to keep us ticking over during the international Champions break as well. It's always Champions good. League as well. Wolfsburg quarterfinal in between. Ramsdale North playing Andorra. goal against Andorra. What do you reckon? You've should... <laughs> got to. I, I, I won't put anything past Gareth Southgate. It's getting ridiculous. There's no. It's in terms of the Ramsdale situation, it's getting ridiculous because he's the most informing goalkeeper in the league this season. The England, England number one, is in the relegation scrap. And what about Maguire team. ahead of being ahead of Ben White as well? I mean, how's that a thing? Yeah, don't get me started on that. Unbelievable, yeah. Oh, Maybe have yeah. a chat about it tomorrow. Anyway, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, guys. Anyway, thanks, guys, for coming. Everyone, everyone else in the chat, thanks for keeping the, keeping us going and keeping the comments going, coming, coming back, coming thick and fast in the chat as well. Good to see Melvin and a few of the others coming as well. Um, yeah, as I say, you can find this audio up on the audio side of things, podcast wise, Spotify, Google, Apple, etc. All the audio platforms in the next forty-five to sixty minutes, depending on how long it takes to download. Um, until then, guys. We'll see you very, very soon, as always, up the Arsenal. Come on, you gunners. Come on, you gunners. Bye-bye.